Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hello, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hey, brilliant listener. We're kicking off Soul Health Mentor 2.0, and I've got wonderful interviews lined up for you. Today, I'll be talking to John Verbrugge, my good friend, about his upcoming book. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that we had a kickoff episode on Sunday, and I talked about what happiness is and what it is not. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please do so, and you'll see how wonderfully in sync it is with what John shares with us in this episode. So his book is called The Woo Woo Book. The Key to Joyous Living, Suppressed by Religion and Ignored by Science. John is a man with diverse influences and interests. I've really gotten to know him in that way. I love his openness to learn and to grow and to expand all the time. Specific to his journey into the world of woo-woo, John has studied tarot and divination systems for seven years and energy medicine systems for about as long. So this was a really, really good conversation. Lean back and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Nadia here from Soul Health Mentor Podcast. Welcome back for another great episode. Today, I have the pleasure and the delight to be interviewing John. And I'm just so excited. I can't wait. Hello, John. Hi, Nadia. How are you? (laughs) I am just really, really thrilled to have you here because I know that something really exciting is happening in your life. Mm -hmm. Right now, you're writing a book. That is true. And I would love to know what inspired you to write this book. Good question. So... It's been in various stages for probably two or three years. It started off as um, it, it started off as a my journey through books. So I learn I learn best by reading and by absorbing, you know, um, truths and 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 material from through the written word. So I had started thinking about my journey of what got me to where I am right now. And that journey was stepping stones through time of books that I had read that really changed how I how I thought about life. In fact, there's two or three books in that list that are, were literally, I mean, it sounds like a, a cliche, but it, they were literally life-changing. Mm. My personality changed after I read and absorbed those books. So it started out as that. And um, I I called it a book, but it was actually more like a long article. (laughs) And I had a couple of people look at it and read it. And and then over, I think at one point, I just really realized, no, this is this is going to be a real book. And I'm going to start working on it in earnest. And so from that point on, which is about a year and a half ago, 
I really buckled down and wrote and, you know, finished the book. But the journey is started out as a search for happiness. And I wanted to share what I learned with others. And so my journey became chronicled in my book. Yes. Now I've had the pleasure to take a little peek. And <laughs> I just wanted to share with you my experience. When I heard the title, I was a little bit taken back. And then I was totally and utterly intrigued by the, what do you call what goes under a book? Now I'm thinking German. Um, subtitle? Subtitle, that's the word. Yeah. So when I read, you know, the woo-woo book, I was like, what? Woo-woo? What? And it had to do with a personal reason for that. Like sure. I had, I had... I had perceived woo-woo as something very ungrounded and sometimes dangerous because of a, my dad lost his grounding in getting too etheric and too metaphysical. Mm -hmm. But then I read the, the subtitle and it's the simple key to joyous living. And that's like, yes. Mm -hmm. And then it gets even better. That is suppressed by religion and ignored by science. Mm -hmm. And then you had my attention. <laughs> then you really That's what the hook is supposed to do, right? <laughs> you had my attention because now I was intrigued and I and I started reading your journey and I'm not going to reveal anything because obviously mm -hmm. listeners are going to check out your book, but it really intrigued me. And I really want to ask you, writing a transformational book because that's what you're writing. Mm -hmm. it, how you kind of shared that it took time and first it was a long article but then you kind of realized no this is something I want to do and when you live your book by you're literally living your life collecting the content mm -hmm. and then you're getting it together how has this experience of writing the book changed you well let me say something about living the book first real quick yes one of the problems with writing a book that is your life is um every time something amazing happens like oh i gotta put that in the book oh that's gotta go in the book and at some point you have to say no i'm done with putting stuff in the book i gotta get this thing done <laughs> yes <laughs> but it's it is true that um every once in a while something very magical happens and i think you know what that's a good story to illustrate a particular point and I might sneak it in there but to your bigger question um because because the book chronicles my journey and at the same time it kind of it it's not a chronological book that's one of the mistakes I made early on is I tried to make it chronological like first I did this then I did this then I did this the book is now organized in a much better clearer way for someone to you know just for someone to read it um but because it is a book about my life certain things will happen and i'll be reminded of something back in the book so here's 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 a good example um we had a, a bit of a, a rough weekend uh, a couple weeks ago uh disagreements at home and um i was starting to kind of get you know a little upset about things and I suddenly thought of, of one of my core principles in the book. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. 
and the whole demeanor change my whole demeanor changed my whole understanding you know my whole attitude towards the situation changed well let me just tell you what it was so one of the principles is uh, when you're in the middle of a, a crisis or something difficult one of the things you can ask yourself is what if you had planned this what lesson would you have wanted to learn from it Ooh, that's powerful and then it gets a little deeper but i'll get i'll get, I'll get to that in a minute in this difficulty, this difference of opinion, I suddenly remembered this in my book. I'm like, oh yeah, what if I had planned this disagreement? What would I have wanted to learn from it? And I started thinking, well, um, number one, I probably wanted to remind myself to be more careful in certain certain circumstances or situations. Number two, I probably would have wanted to remind myself that um, it's good to take a step back and not be right in the middle of things when you try and answer and try and figure things out. Mm -hmm. So you take a step back. So that's what I was able to do is take a step back. Um, so that that core principle actually helped me through another situation. And it happened because I remembered it from the book. That's amazing. So one of the, one of the nice things about writing a book is that you kind of solidify some of your beliefs and you can pull them out much easier than when they're just kind of a nebulous um, philosophy of life in your head. Yes. May I reflect back at you what I heard? Cause I am enjoying hearing your share because for me, this is also so valuable. It's these golden hits. Sure. And the first thing I heard was at one point, you've got to stop wanting to put things in the book. And <laughs> yes, get it done. that is true. And I just wanted to say that is so true because I went through the same experience when I was trying to write my book. Mm -hmm. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then you just have to condense it to essence. And that's what I heard. I heard that you condensed it to your essence, which was, oh my goodness, this book changed me in the sense that it's also become my own guide in, in moments of, of challenges. Yes. And that is fantastic because what I hear then, it's this wisdom beyond the experience that comes through when you write a book. Mm -hmm. Something you have to learn to capture as an author to have the reader succinctly understand what you're trying to say. Yes. Can you relate I, to that? Yep, 100%. And that is just so wonderful to meet another author that went through the same experience of that transformation that happens in the reader when they read it, but also in the author themselves, because you really have to get to that essence. Right, and, right. You clarify your own thoughts by writing them down. Yes. And having been able to take a peek, I was able to give you feedback and I was able to share that I really, really enjoyed it. And that's how this podcast interview came about. You're like, right. we're going to talk about your book. This is amazing. I wanted to ask you, how did, because we're all different, and how did people that you asked to just take a peek so that you can work on your book, how did they perceive the book? Um, I had positive comments <clears throat> and feedbacks across the board. I had no, I had no negative feedback on the book at all. Some comments were very uh, kind of general where they would say, I like how you organized it, or I like how you said this and this and this. I had one dear, dear friend read the book and did 
literally hours and hours and hours of of notes and literal um, feedback on almost every section of the book. I was just I was blown away by by her attention and her diligence of getting as many things as she could uh, on paper. And then those sorts of things, of course, go into the editing process. And uh, my my editor now is is working with those to really make sections much clearer and flow easier. So um, I had one more piece of feedback I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. One of the people that um, was a beta reader for the book told me that her teenage daughter was having a very difficult time with some particular situation. And, and I don't know exactly what it was. But she was reading that same section that I just mentioned about um, what if you had planned this. And so she said, hey, let me me ask you something. And she asked a couple core principles, uh, explained a couple of them to her her daughter. And and then she reported back to me that that helped her immensely. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, when I was writing the book, I thought, well, if if I can help one person um, have a better life then I've accomplished the goal and it's already been done. So (laughs) simple key to joy and living. It is so simple in that. That is amazing. That Mm -hmm. is really, I'm so glad you shared. And now you you've, you've experienced what it feels like to write your book. You've experienced what it's like to get feedback and all those. Yes. It helps to get feedback from others to make sure that, that you're really covered. And now this flow is happening in your book, mm-hmm. but we both know that writing a book comes with challenges as well, right? Yeah. And staying with it and sticking to it. What opportunities did you see in those challenges that came up? Well, let's see. So first a bit advice for um, would-be authors or, uh, you know, everyone's everyone says I got a book in me, right? <laughs> um, I joined a, um, I joined a writer's community through Hay House. And, um, one of the things that they said at the very beginning was, and of course, everybody says this, pick a time of the day, every day where you're going to focus on your writing. And of course I knew that the key was it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be two hours. If you can commit to 15 minutes a day, you'll get your book done. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. 15? Okay, I'm in. I'm all in. And that literally, that one thing was the key to finishing the book. Because prior to that, it was kind of haphazard, right? A couple hours here, you know, an hour there, and it wasn't into a rhythm. But then once I realized I only need to book 15 minutes in my schedule, first thing of the day, it's easier that way because uh, nothing else is going to you know, get in the way. Yes, but I was able to commit to 15 minutes a day, and what normally happened is that would 15 minutes would would go into a half hour, sometimes 45 minutes, but it was the committing to 15 that got the rhythm going. So um, I would encourage anyone who is working on a book commit to at least 15 minutes a day, and it's just a matter of like you know, how how many how many blocks of 15 minutes do you need, and your your book's going to be done. So that was one of the challenges that uh, I was I was very blessed to be given good advice on from the writers community. Um, I also have a, a book coach that helped me quite a bit, and so some of the questions about you know, some of the even nuts and bolts questions like 
how do you self-publish? Is it better to self-publish? Is it better to get a, um, you know, a publisher? Is it better to do this or that? Um, she had gone through all of those processes with many of her clients. And so those were easy things for her to explain. But then some of the more nuanced questions like, what am I going to do when someone from my past finds out about the book and they're not happy with what, what's been said? Like it, it, I take, I take, you know, I take established re religion uh, to task in a, in a couple places. Mm -hmm. And so there is a, we had a, a long discussion over what, what are you going to do? Be ready um, and stand, you know, stand your ground. Mm -hmm. You wrote this, this is what you believe. This is, this is where your spiritual journey has taken you. Um, and if you have to take certain elements to task out there, um, that's, that's part of, that's part of being an author. Yes. So those are some of the challenges that I had to deal with and that I'm uh, that I'm ready for. Oh my goodness. There was three really powerful opportunities that you turned into gold. And what I heard is never underestimate the power of baby steps, right? <laughs> Get yourself the support you need. Yes. And stand your ground in the things that you fiercely believe in. Yeah. Mm. <gasps> well said. Thank That's you. So good. <laughs> And having written a book, a transformational book myself, I was wondering, this is this is really, it's so wonderful to be able to pick your brain a little bit on how the process was for you. Mm -hmm. I really was faced with my own transformation. We covered that already. And, and you've said it so beautifully. Don't underestimate the power of baby steps. Get the support you need and stand your ground. I can relate to, to all of it. Mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful. It's not just about writing a book. It's anything you want in life. You can apply those three nuggets to. But what yeah. I was wondering is, I found a secret dream once the, the book was published in the writing process. And it was a little bit like a coming out it was, it was a secret dream that I didn't know I had, and it was a coming out to really truly be standing. And the subtitle of my book is Igniting and Manifesting Soul Desires. Mm, right. Soul, soul is the word. Yep. And my publisher told me <laughs> that I had used the word soul 189 times <laughs> in a 100-page book. So, and she shared that when I asked her, is it okay that we're capitalizing soul? And, and her answer was like, Nadia, you used it 189 times. <laughs> I think it's important to you. It's okay. Ah, right, right. So that's when I stood into this, I want to talk about soul. And it was a secret dream that I hadn't claimed. Did you, did something like that happen in your journey? Yeah. So um, I, I think the best way to say it is as i as i kind of chronicled my own journey which was not easy um and it started off what started my soul my journey uh my spiritual journey is uh was a, a um a very 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 difficult year uh which involved which was my my dad died and my business was nearly wiped out in the same week mm. so um that that's 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 written about in the book so you have to get the book to get the details <laughs> but um it starts with struggle right it starts with struggle and um the struggle was 
what 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 is happiness and and are we even um are we even allowed to assume that that we should be happy here right um when you when you listen and when you read and when you hear people on social media take note of how many people are not happy mm-hmm. right there's i i would i almost would say it's it's the majority and so my thought was if we're not happy what 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 is happiness and and how where is it how do i get it right mm-hmm. and so that led um that was kind of one of the, the things i started reading about and the struggle led to learning so i led it led me to learn different parts about um you know my our minds our bodies our our spirits and ultimately the learning led to joy yeah so the this the subtitle once again is you know that secret to the secret of joy um that's again suppressed by um suppressed by religion and, and ignored by science so there's where i get in a little bit of the um the research comes out there but essentially the struggle that started my spiritual journey led to learning lots of learning and two or three books in particular led me to uh, a, a major aha moment which then i realized there is a key to joy yes and i boil i i i basically distilled it down to five core uh, principles of, of of joy. Yes, man, that was a powerful share for me. Powerful because you started, are we even allowed happiness? I mean, to ask that question and to say it out loud, you can actually hear how ridiculous it is. Right. When you right. say it out loud, excuse me? And it literally is the conditioning is what? You have a job, you have a house, you're not starving. What are you complaining about? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what yes. are you complaining like don't complain and then to literally claim that happiness and to say no this doesn't feel right there's mm-hmm. gotta be, there's got to be more and I, I i deserve happiness and then you use the word joy and it is it comes from the inside then it's not the conditioned happiness happiness you need to have all those things to be happy to then find yourself unhappy where you're like why does my car not make me happy <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it do that? Right. And, and then to find that joy. And in learning, you found the joy. So so this secret dream of joy and happiness is going to look different for, for everyone. But I think the first step is even claiming it and realizing mm-hmm. we're buying into this conditioning that tells us to not complain because we live in the Western world. And yes, we have many things that poor countries or poor areas of the world don't have but not claiming happiness stunts our growth mm-hmm. funny you should mention about the things that we have um uh in, in some of the research i did it was very clear that countries in which people have less typically have more happiness Amazing. so just just throwing that out there for whatever that's worth yes um, Yes, I love that you're sharing all these tidbits of your book. And I really find it amazing. And I'm just nodding my head. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Because happiness is not to be found in things, not, not at all. It's mm-hmm. Core principle number one is happiness comes from the inside. Again, and I even point that out in the book. It sounds like a cliche and everyone goes, yeah, 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 you're right. It does. You're right. But to really actually wholly 
believe and embody that 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 truth turns everything around. Yes. And you just mentioned the word in your pursuit of realizing, oh, I want to make this long article into a book and I'm becoming the change that that I wish everybody else would also experience that joy from within. You've you've become the thing you've you've mm -hmm. started to embody it. And then that your book actually gives you the reminder. Ooh, ooh, remember the core principle <laughs> and and then you get to embody it you get to make a choice so you've shared so many beautiful things and nuggets and i've really really enjoyed the dance with you mm -hmm. and i just wanted to make sure to ask you this last question what in your words what out of your mind and into your heart wisdom would you like to share with the listeners So I, I guess I would say once you've read it and once you've understood, I think, the core principles and, and um, you know, the book is the woo-woo book, right? And the further you can lean into woo-woo, the spiritual, that spiritual inner joy is, is that's, that's how I define woo-woo. Mm -hmm. um, the further you can lean into that, the whole thing, the better your life is going to be. Um, I think you can't just take a little bit here and a little bit there and make little incremental improvements and think that's good enough. Um, here's an example. So in the world of woo-woo, there are some people that are very much into the meditation and they have this deep inner joy and they have this deep inner peace that you can that, that just kind of emanates from them, right? You know some of the spiritual, uh, the meditation teachers, um, I, I have a couple of favorites. Um, so that's part of woo, right? Is that deep inner joy. Then another part of woo is, you know, people that are are psychic mediums, tarot readers, mm -hmm. um, dowsers, um, people that are able to use these spiritual gifts to um, to help others. But what I find is that there's very few people that embody the whole thing. I know plenty of tarot readers and psychics who are pretty cranky, unpleasant people, right? <laughs> All right. So they've got kind of the spiritual gift side of woo-woo, but mm -hmm. they haven't found that deep inner joy part of woo-woo. Mm -hmm. And what I want, what I'm encouraging people to do is, is embody the whole thing. Mm -hmm. If you have deep inner joy, can you uh, work on, or can you find a spiritual gift that, that, you know, beyond teaching meditation, of course. Um, more so, though, if you are a practitioner of, of say, you know, either Reiki, energy medicine, tarot, uh, psychic uh, mediumship, can you also find that deep inner joy that, you know, that, that embodies, um, yeah, the, the embodiment of joy in your life and, and kind of take the whole thing in? So, I think where Wu is really powerful is by encompassing it all and 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 owning all of it. Oh, I love that. I love that there was there was a lot of richness in your out of out of your mind and into your heart wisdom. And I'm gonna just reflect back what I sure. heard. So the thing that I heard and that that is really touching my heart is I think it's a new way of being that we are starting to encompass. We are starting to learn to embrace our spiritual gifts mm -hmm. while being joyously embodied. Yes. And it doesn't have to be, I think we've lived lives where the spiritual work we did was very heavy. 
and was yeah. and it was just the time that time it just what was what was needed and now it's not about either or anymore it's and because when you are a psychic or a medium or a shadow healer the the work can become very heavy sure. and and when you are seeing what's happening in the world you can also become very disheartened and encouraged yeah. as the spiritual transformational worker and it's about this and it's let's embrace our spiritual gifts and our joy mm. that's what yes. i've heard and yes. it's it just so beautiful and i love that you mentioned that you know tarot reading and spiritual gifts and i know you read the tarot mm -hmm. and i would love for the listener to be able to find you if they like what they've heard so how do they find you online okay so um first of all the book has its own website right now mm -hmm. and it's wooobook.com so w o o w o o b o o k wooobook.com mm -hmm. and that's specifically for the book my tarot site is tarotgeek.com. So T-A-R-O-T-G-E-E-K.com. Perfect. And I also wanted to share with you that hearing woo-woo, your woo-woo perspective, I've actually come to love the word. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I've decided to own the word. It is a, it is kind of a um uh an insult at, you know, when people talk about, oh, she's so woo-woo. You know, that's that's meant as kind of an insulting um phrase mm -hmm. and i want to own that i want to take i've turned it around i want to own that phrase yes as i was reading your book there just there there was that joy that came through and because you have the the scientific mind and brain as well the intellectual brain and you're you're looking at the the research religion and science it became very grounded so for me it wasn't that it was derogatory it was just for me it was more woo woo is dangerous because when you're not grounded, mm, oh, I see. When yeah. you're not grounded, it becomes. I, I saw it happen to my father. Sure, yeah, it was. But now there's, and I love that. I love that you shifted it for me. Your book shifted it for me. There's this joy in it. Yes, let's embrace our woo woo. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, Nadia. Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing. 